Welcome to the We Go There podcast. I'm Lexi. And I'm Nikki. And our favorite conversations are when someone starts by saying, this might be TMI, but... Exactly. We go there. Because no topic should be too taboo, especially when it comes to women's health. We ask the questions you may be too afraid to ask and interview the experts to get the answers you need. So we're doing this completely unfiltered. 100%. Okay, let's go there. We are thrilled to welcome Jen Pike to the podcast today. Jen specializes in women's health and hormones. She's a functional diagnostic nutritionist, best-selling author, and a podcast host herself. Today, we're picking her brain about hormones and food, specifically ways we can support our bodies postpartum, as well as during perimenopause, because while it's not that far away, Jen, thank you so much for being here. We can't wait to dive into this topic. Thank you so much. I'm excited for this one today. And I am so excited and I have to like butt into this whole conversation because we need to talk about your email signature. And I'm actually going to just read it here because everyone (laughs) needs to hear this. And I think we all need to incorporate some form of this in our lives. So it goes like this, folks. In order to maintain true balance in my work life and family, I only check emails twice daily for a short period of time. Due to the high volume of emails I receive, please allow 48 to 72 hours, two to three business days for a response. I do not respond to emails over the weekend. And as this is my chill zone time, which I love, of reconnection with my family and soul, I strongly encourage you to incorporate the same level of self-care and love in your own time in business. It is okay to choose time for your body, your family, and rest today instead of answering every email that drops into your mailbox. Your body is really hoping for a shift, and this is one way you can make it begin to happen. Energy flows where attention goes. Oh, like so good. I'm jealous. I, but I just shouldn't be jealous. So jealous. But you know what, Lexi, we can do this too. Yeah. We can do it. And why am I so scared? You know what? Well, I was sharing with both of you before we record, like hit like record on this, that it came from a time when I was running a brick and mortar studio in person and my kids were little, they were less than two and four. And I was just giving myself to everyone. I was like, oh, you need an arm and you need a leg. And oh, here's my, you know, you need a part of this. And I just was doing it because I wanted to be successful and I wanted everyone to like me. And I didn't want to let people down. And I was letting myself down. I was letting my family down. I was burning out. And I was saying to you both, you know, I would show up and give all of our customers and all of our clients and our students the absolute best of me. And then I'd go home and my family would get the leftover crappiest parts of me. And that only has to happen, you know, a couple of times before you really start to connect to this is so out of alignment with why I had a family and what I want to create and how I want to feel. And I just started to realize, you know, I'm, I'm teaching people what to expect of me and, and how to treat me and what to ask of me. And I'm the only one who can create this boundary. And I just sat down one day and, and it wasn't scripted or thought out. I literally just put my hands on the keyboard and I started to flow. And then I, I just started to put it out there. And at first I was sweating because I was like, oh my gosh, are people going to be mad at me? What? I've never once gotten negative feedback. I have only ever gotten the same response that you had when you said you read it. 
It's amazing. And it is so hard to enforce. And I think harder than ever for people during COVID, especially because there are no boundaries, like your work life flows into your family life. Mm -hmm. You're not leaving an office. You know, Nikki, you're not leaving the actual studio to go home. And it's all flowing together. And I think, and I try just, I mean, my boundary right now, which now I realize is so I need to increase it because it's a five to seven, like, or five to eight really of don't expect like to my team, like just don't expect I'm going to respond at all between five and eight o'clock at night, because that's like when I close everything and Adam and I try, try and hold each other accountable to putting our phones away and just being present. But what you said about showing up and being depleted for your family just hits home because it is a lot to like leave a full work day where a lot of stuff's happened. And especially during COVID it's have, it's very heavy at times, of course. And then show up in your best possible way for your kids who, who truly deserve that. They don't deserve what you've just gone through throughout the day and giving your all to your team, et cetera. So that hits home for so many reasons. And uh, it's, it's just, I mean, seeks volumes to to who you are. And I think as women, you mentioned something before we jumped on here and it is around the standards that we set and hold ourselves to, but are also the ones that we're somewhat, you know, holding each other to, because if I'm saying that I'm available all the time, um, I'm telling my team that they should also be available all the time, you know? And I mentioned, we all talked about our mat leaves and you know, Matt leaves, quote unquote, yeah. because none of us had a Matt leave. Like we're <laughs> entrepreneurs, we're, yeah. you know, we're on. Um, but how for me with my team, it's actually my my team members that are going on Matt leaves and them not having the example of me taking the time that with my newborn um, away from the business wasn't a good example for them being able to take that time for themselves. Um, yeah. So I think that it's just such a beautiful uh, note that you include that everyone who receives an email from you sees as an example of how we should be showing up for ourselves, but also as women for each other and supporting each other that we deserve to give ourselves time and space that we need for ourselves and our family. Lexi is so inspired. And always, always, but especially (laughs) now, especially now, right? I mean, we like the three of us live in Ontario. So we are, we are in the thick of, you know, day 999 million of what (laughs) has been going on. And, um, it, you know, when you're running a business as well too, and you're raising a family, it's like, where is there ever the time for you to process and, and decompress and like take on and sort through how it's impacting you just as an individual, right? Let alone as the business owner, the mom, the wife, the friend, the daughter, like all of those things. It's like, yeah. well, where does the human get to show up and actually process it? Totally. Totally. It's Yeah. I completely, I can, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm holding myself accountable to implementing some sort of variation of what you, but it's funny where the fear comes in. And I know we're going to talk, we're talking about perimenopause, but I just want to touch on the fear thing where it's like, you know, are people going to get mad or am I going to lose business or, you know, am I, does it make, where people going to presume that I'm not committed to my business or I'm lazy or I'm selfish? Like these are all the stories that come up if you were to have, right. And, and you're telling us, which is so awesome, that you've never gotten negative feedback from your email signature. No. And here's the thing. 
a guy would never for one second be worried about the way his response was going to land with his company or his employee. It's us. And, and that's generational. We, we have like a, gen, a level of generational trauma around putting anyone above or in front of ourselves or what is perceived to be that. We are meant to take care. We are meant to nurture. We are meant to self-sacrifice. And I quite frankly think it is the BS that has gotten women exactly where we are today, which is we're striving, we are achievers, we're warriors, we are dynamic, we're brilliant. And yet at the same time, we feel like we are like paralyzed in self, this container inside of it that is like telling us also, now this is how you're supposed to be and what's appropriate. Don't ruffle feathers, don't burn bridges, you know, don't do the unexpected. Because if you do, you're going to get called rude or a bitch or whatever it may be. And it's it it only changes when those of us who decide to vibrate differently like i say where energy flows where attention goes i had to put it out there and be like i need to choose body and life before business bottom line and i i've never and here's the other thing i would say is if you if someone does come back to you with those boundaries of negativity they're not your person right yeah. you yeah. just lovingly hand it back to them yeah they're not vibing yours. with you. Yeah. But I bet your business is has been better off for it. And that's the other part of it that I think people need to, I, I know I need to realize is that I know when I take time away, I only am more effective in what I do and the vision yeah. vision that I can bring to the business. So we're yeah, we show sure. up better. And it takes time. It was really scary in the beginning to do that because I, well, I always used to tell myself, you know, the story, like it's going to fall apart if I'm not the one doing it mm -hmm. and if I'm not written mm -hmm. all of that, but then it didn't. Exactly. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and on top of all of this that we are working with, with women trying to balance it all and take time for ourselves, but be held to these stereotypes and oh, things God. like that, that we want to show up for. We also deal with menopause. Yeah. So let's talk about that because, yeah. okay, full disclosure, I am turning 40 this year and I was thinking about like what, okay, Jen's coming on. You've got so many amazing things you can talk about. You're a functional so diagnostic nutritionist, which I need, we need an explanation of what that is. <laughs> you are a wealth of knowledge is my point. And at first I was like, oh, we'll talk about postpartum depletion because, you know, Lex and I both have babies. But then, you know, because I'm thinking in my brain that, oh, perimenopause is down the road, like 10 and start as soon as 35 yeah going through it right now and I'm like wait what so oh and oh, down the road we don't need to talk about it yet you know yeah so and this is I mean there are so many myths about us and our bodies and how we function um but perimenopause is about a 10 to 12 year journey perimenopause is our second puberty that we go through as a woman. So we all understand and we've been taught about puberty, you know, that's going to hit somewhere between the age of average young girl is going to be eight to 12 before those signs and symptoms start to show up and her hormones are hyper. And it takes about eight to 10 years for those hormones to actually get regulated, to figure out the rhythm for cycles, to regulate all of those things. Um, and my oldest is a girl who is 15. So it's, it's super fun. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then 
we go through, you know, decades of our lives and no one tells us because we all get taught that you're going to hit this thing called menopause. You're not going to have a period anymore, but you also aren't going to sleep. You won't remember anything. You're going to gain weight. You're going to have hot flashes and be waking up and like stripping yourself down in the middle of the night. You're going to have no sex drive. And it's just, you know, as soon as you hit 40 or 50, like it's downhill from there. Again, another BS story. Right. And the reality is, is like we go through transitions. So the transition of our bodies changing, what happens to us when we start to go into the perimenopausal years is your whole body, not just your ovaries or your uterus are deciding to make these changes, but it's your body as a whole. And it really starts in the brain. It's that hypothalamic pituitary adrenal connection. And that brain of yours is telling your body, okay, like, it's been a fun ride for these last X amount of decades, but we're going to start to slow down the production of your follicular stimulating hormone, the estrogen that the ovaries are producing. And what a lot of women will notice in the beginning um, is maybe they have some signs of their periods getting shorter. Maybe they're getting more frequent periods. Maybe they're starting to get spotting where they never had it before. Maybe now they have new symptoms where they used to have, you know, fairly manageable periods. Now they've got heavy clotting. Things are just different. That's how a lot of women will start to say it. Things are just different in my body now. And whenever someone says that, I'm like, tell me more. You know, they never used to get breast tenderness. Now they're like, God forbid, like anybody comes near my boobs at, you know, the week before my period, or I'm not the same person. Like I don't, I don't even want to hang out with me the week before my period, right? That's another sign. I can't control what I eat. I'm crying, but I'm also mad, but I don't know why I'm crying and I'm mad, right? So it's like, that sounds like postpartum PMS and perimenopause all wrapped into one fun journey. And the reality is, is like your body is talking to you every day, all the time. And what we've not been empowered with as women is pay attention to her voice because she is telling you a story and trying to get your attention. And when things start to change and what is normal and what you're used to, this is the time where you need to, you know, dog ear that page and press pause and go deeper. Okay. What, what is different? Like if I've been, you know, is my stress any different? That would be, that'd be a hard yes for the last year. Is my sleep different? Am I eating differently? Am I moving differently? Have I introduced anything new into my body like supplements or medication, right? Has my environment changed? All of those different things. And then I think another big thing for women is that we typically wait for something to go wrong before we connect with a practitioner to run functional testing to actually understand like, where is my body at right now? In my practice, what I do is I help to meet women where they're at and then help them create the runway for where they want to go. So I'm not interested in quick fixes. I don't talk about anything happening in, you know, 14 days, 30 days, any of that. Women will always say to me, well, how long is this, you know, journey of health going to be? And I'm like, well, how long do you want to live for? Because that's the length of the journey. Love that answer. Right? Like we're always going to need to take care of ourselves. And it's interesting because as moms, 
you know, I will often give this analogy to mothers so that they can understand this because we are masterful at ignoring how we feel, suppressing the symptom, numbing it down, whether it's by, you know, taking something for the PMS symptoms or it's having a glass of wine or it is, you know, eating something that makes us feel good in that moment or it's just suppressing our our voice, not speaking our truth and saying how we're really feeling. And part of it is because we're just exhausted. We're, we're spent. Mm-hmm. But when you think about this in terms of how your body's communicating, you're looking at the signs and symptoms the same way you do for when you have children. When you have a baby and they're born, they don't have a voice. They can't say to you, I'm crying because this is what I need, or this is where it hurts, or this is what's going on. So we do a couple of things as mom. The first thing that we do is we pay attention to what is coming out of baby in the diaper. So we are like poop detectives. We are, do they have a rash? Is anything red? I've never seen those little bumps before. That smells different. You know, when they're throwing up, we don't just like, we're not like, you know, dad, where it's just like, and like wiping it. We're like, I, I need to see what's going right on. In there. Right? So true. Oh my God. Poop it's detective so true. is yes, one of the best this terms. Is, this is how we get info, right? Then we're looking at, so I said their skin, their mood. We know. We know when like, no, this is not them. This is like, they can cry and that, but this is not their, this doesn't sound like their normal cry. This isn't their normal energy and attitude. Their sleep is off. So these are the things we understand with our children. Our body is doing that same thing to us. But as we age and get older as adults, we don't look in the toilet anymore, which is again, like we should be, because this is telling us a lot about what's going on. Poop detection. Sorry, detectives. Right? We're not necessarily really looking and evaluating at our menstrual cycles, which is a report card. Mm. It, it's yeah. it like those two things, if you started to pay more attention to, they are giving you such valuable data from your body on a regular basis. What's our skin? All of the same things that we would be looking at, at that infant and that child, we need to remember to, to continue to do those things for ourselves. Because if our child's not feeling good, we don't just like, oh, like take this, just be quiet. Just, we don't, we don't do that. Yeah. We like put our mom cape on and we're like, okay, <laughs> we're going to figure things sure. out here. Yeah. So we tend to, we tend to just uh, dismiss a lot of it, but for perimenopause, I'm working with a lot of women who have a lot of signs and symptoms and they think it is just because they're a mom and they're working and that's why they're tired. Or they're thinking that it's something else that's going on when the reality is when we start to do functional testing, which that is what, so a functional diagnostic nutritionist, um, which is one of my designations. So I started off my career as a medical exercise specialist and a strength and conditioning coach. That's what I did. I only worked with athletes. It was super cool and fun for a while until it wasn't. And then I became obsessed working with women because I was like, these, these working moms who are fitting in time to work out. And I wasn't a mom yet, but I was like, you are the badass athletes of everyday life. I was just like, how are you doing this? Mm-hmm. And then I became a mom and I was like, whoa. This is like these women, we, we need to be taking better care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I've been a holistic nutritionist for 21 years and then decided to become a functional diagnostic nutritionist because it allows me to run the diagnostic testing necessary. So I run full blood panels. I run poop samples. I run, um, dried urinary tests for comprehensive hormones, organic acid testing, autoimmune screening, like you name it. We, we run it in our practice mm. and inside the hormone project, which is my, my signature program that I 
coach and teach, we are doing the blood and the hormone paneling on every single woman that comes into that program. Because so many of her symptoms get wrapped up in what her lifestyle is, and no one is properly testing her. And there is not a day that goes by in our practice where we aren't identifying a thyroid issue, a mineral issue, an autoimmune issue, a a deep hormonal issue going on. And they're literally giving us the blood work and paperwork from their primary practitioner who they were told everything was fine from. Meanwhile, it'll literally say on their HI for high, LO for low, things will be highlighted in red, and they've gotten a, a green pass go, like you're fine. Yep. And she's and suffering. So true. It's oh, it's geez. funny you say that because I've I've had that on my own blood work, and I go to the my my family doctor. Okay, well, what what's the deal? Why is this flagged from my lab report? And they're like, oh, it's still fine. It's still within the realm of quote unquote normal, right. and it's it's you know passed aside. So it's interesting that you know it, it. I don't know if interesting is the right adjective, but it sucks that that isn't being kind of screened properly from our basic care providers. And it, it sucks that it does take so much extra advocating for your own health mm-hmm. and, and research and investment, right? I wanted to ask you about something that I heard called the Dutch test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you, can you talk about that? Because I just learned about it. And um, I think it's, it's something to do with the dried urine, right? Yeah. D- okay. So we have to do a Dutch test with you then, because this is like, yes. this is honestly- <laughs> Me too. In my opinion, um, yeah, this is the Cadillac of test for women's hormones. And it's going to show us your whole adrenal picture. It's going to show us not only what you are producing. So it's an acronym. It stands for Dried Urinary Test for Comprehensive Hormones. And I've been using this in my practice for the last five years now. And it completely revolutionized the way, the level of care that I could provide to women that I was working with. I've always used complete blood paneling, which PS, what you get in blood work through OHIP is not complete. It's actually surface blood work. It's your basic hematology. So if you are somebody who thinks you're suffering from a thyroid issue, which I know majority of your community are mums and their postpartum, postpartum thyroiditis is actually the number three uh, causing disease of thyroid inflammation in women. And it is a precursor to thyroid cancer. So it is very serious and it is missed often because you're a new mom. So you're tired. You're losing your hair because you have a lack of progesterone. You can't lose the weight because you just had a baby. Your body temperature is not regulated and your bowels are sluggish and digestion is off because you've just had a baby. You're still nursing. So your prolactin is high. You've just had a baby. And we get just all over the place. Mm But no one's looking beyond the basic TSH marker, which is not a thyroid hormone. And most women don't know that. And because they don't know it, they don't know how to ask for something different. They don't know what to ask. And so that woman struggles for years until it gets bad enough where she's told, well, now we need to put you on medication for it. Um, And sometimes the medication is needed, but regardless of if that is where it gets to, there are always things that she can be doing in her lifestyle and can be supporting her body so that she actually feels good. So with the Dutch test, it goes deeper. The Dutch test 
Um, you have these little filter papers and, and we walk you through how to take the test and it is dependent on a couple of things. So if you are a cycling woman who still has a period, we are doing this based on the timing of your period because we want to catch you about five to seven days, either post ovulation or five to seven days before you bleed. If we are working with women that are nursing and don't have their menstrual cycle back yet, this is, we do initial consults, right? So we have to understand and learn more about like, what would your history and lineage have been with your cycle? What else is going on with your health? For women who no longer have a period, um, like they're menopausal or beyond, we can test any day of the week. Um, for women who don't have a, a uterus but still have ovaries, we would do an ovulatory predictor kit because even though you don't bleed, you can still be ovulating for the first couple of years after that partial hysterectomy. Mm -hmm. And then what we look at in these measurements, you do these tests about four or five times over a 24-hour period. And so we are following your diurnal pattern of how much cortisol do you produce from your adrenals but then how do you use it? If you're just getting it tested through blood or you're doing like a jug of pee from the doctor's office, because sometimes they'll give you that, um, and sometimes even salivary, you're not getting to see beyond the one point in the day. Mm. Or like, okay, maybe your adrenals produce a healthy amount of cortisol, but you are actually dumping it all into cortisone, which is the dead inactive form. So you have a woman who is like, I am frigging so exhausted. I like, I, I just don't give a shit about anything anymore. I cannot wake up. I have all these ideas, all these dreams, all the things like I desperately want to do them. I cannot pull the trigger. I'm so tired. And you could send her for blood work and it could show one picture of what's going on. Or you go based on her symptoms and it's like, you sound like your adrenals are just flat. So I'm going to give you something to kick them up. However, she is producing ample cortisol, but she is just clearing it so fast. It's why she has no energies and she's exhausted. If we go give that woman something to kick her, like if I go give her ginseng and licorice and all these things for her adrenals, she's going to have heart palpitations. She's going to have anxiety. She's going to feel so much worse. So testing it helps us understand. And we can see where, like, what is your cortisol when you're sleeping? What is your cortisol awakening response when you wake up in the first couple of hours? What happens coming into the afternoon? What's happening into the evening? So that when she's telling me, you know, morning is like my, my brain fire time. It's when I'm at my peak and then I am done in the afternoon or I get a second wave at night, like nighttime. I'm up, I'm like, you know, typing until my eyes are burning out of my head, right? So I can see, she doesn't even have to tell me that. When we look at the pattern, I'm like, tell me, tell me what time you go to bed at. <laughs> Lexi and I are laughing because that literally was me last night being like, crap, I haven't done the call sheet. And it was like midnight. And I'm like, here's the call sheet, like typing until my eyes burn out of my head. That's actually quite accurate. Nikki yeah. just has her ha hand raised basically this whole time. <laughs> it's me. It's me. <laughs> Um, so Dutch that's the adrenal me, part, right? And then we're looking at hormones. So we look at your androgens, which are hormones that are also produced in the adrenals. So DHEA, which is so important for us as women, because when our ovaries do slow down in perimenopause and we stop producing that estradiol E2, which is our richest source of it, the adrenals and that DHEA need to help kick out E1, which is estrone. Now that's also produced in your adipose tissue and your fat cells. And then we have a third estrogen, um, estriol E3. 
understanding the relationship of these is really important, but having healthy DHEA is what like your adrenals literally become your secondary ovaries when you go into menopause. So we need them to be so well supported. They're supporting the thyroid. They're supporting your nervous system. They're supporting a lot of your hormones moving forward. We look at your testosterone and then how do you actually break these down? You can have a woman who presents with uh, hair loss, thinning hair, cystic acne. You might think that she has something like PCOS or whatever it may be. And then you do a test and it's like, well, she actually has low DHEA and low testosterone, but she is moving everything down an androgenic pathway. It's something called 5-alpha reductase. And again, this is why her symptoms are so jacked and fiery. Then we look at progesterone metabolites. A woman who is not ovulating, we are going to see that in this test. We can also see how healthy is her ovulation. Uh, you know, what pathway is progesterone moving down? One of the reasons women get so rocked in the postpartum period of time, which I know we always talk about it as like the fourth trimester. I think the postpartum is like at least a year. Yeah, from, for sure. Honestly, I would say even longer, depending on how well supported this woman is. Right. And depending on how she was feeling moving into actually mm-hmm. conceiving her pregnancy and baby, I think that mothers who have given birth during COVID um, have definitely had a much hard, yeah, right? Both of us. <laughs> Honestly, like I have goosebumps even thinking about it because it's not the journey anybody envisioned for themselves. Mm-hmm. It is from so many different angles, it has put an extra level of depth on the responsibility for women and for moms. And, you know, it is, um, we can see that if she's not moving progesterone down a, a pregnenidol pathway, she doesn't have enough GABA neurotransmitters being supported. She doesn't have enough of the feel good hormone. She's going to feel more apathetic and more anxious because she doesn't have that beautiful progesterone bathing her nervous system. Mm. And, and supporting her. If we measure this in only her blood work, we don't get to see the metabolites. We just get to see, like, you think, think of blood work this way. It's a selfie. So it's like real time right now. It's like what you see <laughs> right now. The Dutch test is really giving us information about the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. And like, who are you over the whole course of your day as we're testing you? So this is a new technology kind of like new ish. The the test has been around for almost a decade, but it's really only been starting uh, to be used a lot in the functional medicine um, and functional health space. And I'd say the last like three to five years, you've really started to see an upswing of it. Um, And so again, then with the estrogen, we look at all the metabolites and this is a, this is a golden part of this test because you could have a woman who's presenting with either high estrogen or low estrogen based on her symptoms We test your phase one and phase two detoxification pathways in this test. Your phase one detox is completely dependent on your liver and your gut health. We can see if you are moving your, you like, here's the thing. You make a hormone, you use it. Now your body has to tag it and excrete it. If you have a difficult time going in and tagging that excess old hormone that we need to get rid of, pulling it into the protective pathway, neutralizing it, packing that sucker up, and then shipping it out through your pee and your poop. If your body has deficiencies or stress or genetic SNPs that are missing or whatever it may be, your body is not going to pack things up optimally. It's going to recirculate those hormones upstream, and this is going to make your symptoms worse. So we can see in those pathways, there's a pathway that directly connects to our breast 
And this is also known as a very estrogen dominant breast cancer pathway. If we see in this test that this is lit and this has more inflammation, we know, okay, these are some things that we can help this woman with through botanicals, herbs, Chinese medicine, supplements, her food. There's going to be certain things I'm going to want this woman to do versus the other woman. Dry brushing, sauna, castor oil on her breast tissue, these types of things supporting her liver. We need to help this woman's drainage. Blood work is not going to tell you that. Then we see a 4-hydroxy pathway, which is known as the carcinogenic pathway. If our bodies are, are moving things more down this pathway, it's like every antioxidant and every fighter cell in our system, it's got its blinders on and it can't see what's happening outside of its lane. And your body will start to form these, these quinones, and this impacts our DNA health. Again, we can see this. And then we have this 2-hydroxy pathway, which is the most protective. And that's where like, it's green on the test for like, green is go get out. And then we see your phase 2 detox, um, which is your methylation. Are you able to bind things up? And women who have low methyl status also tend to have more of like um, the mood instability, autoimmune conditions, just more inflammation and things that are showing up. And then we see what's going on with your nervous system. How much melatonin are you producing? Again, how are you using this? And then we test a couple of organic acids and neurotransmitters. So for me, um, it is, I wish every woman had the ability to have this test done. And I used to do it every year for myself. Now I do it every six months. Well, since 2020, I've done it every six months because I'm like, I can feel things changing rapidly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's the thing is we don't, we, we always look to like, well, how do I, how do I control it and change it in my food and my diet? Yes. That what was going to be my next question. Yeah. What we're going through right now is there's no amount of salad and chicken breast <laughs> <laughs> and magnesium that's going to fix it. Like it. And here's the thing too, is we have to understand like what is going on in my body? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to give generalized advice. I get this with diastasis. What are the five exercises I need to fix my abs? And I'm like, how are you sleeping? How's your cortisol? Like, you know, how, you know, what's going on with your gut health? Are you constantly yeah. bloated? Are you constipated? Are you straining? If you're straining on the toilet, that's going to make it really hard to heal your core because of the pressure, yes. you know, like, and, and so it's, it's, I get it Jen, completely because I want a simple answer, but I'm hearing there is not a simple answer. And that's what we all want. And again, we come back to these stories as women, we've been indoctrinated with the message that like your best ass and abs are days away and your <laughs> summer body, right? Like it's available. They're not. <laughs> what do you mean? That's how I saw my program. But I'm Kidding. on that program right Kidding. now. Kidding. Told me. <laughs> 30 day challenge. This is what we're taught. It, it's that like, and then because it doesn't happen for majority of people, well, then something's wrong with me. My body's broken. My metabolism's broke. I just don't respond well. My hormones are a mess. And it's like, well, how about we actually just like dig a little deeper and ask this woman some different questions. And maybe we, I don't know, test her body. What's her chemistry? Like what's going on? And then we can like make a more informed plan. And here's my biggest thing is I like, I don't run just one-off tests and things like that for people. Mm -hmm. I work with them in a program because I know I'm 24 years into this now. If you do not understand the why behind the what, and I'm not empowering you with the information, 
You're going to hop on to the next thing. You're mm-hmm. going to go to the next. You're not going to, nothing's going to change. Nothing yeah, will change if you don't understand. Compliant. They won't be compliant, right? Yeah. Well, compliant and they honestly just, they won't start to love their body and approach it with grace and compassion. They're That's always going to be wanting to change something and fix something. Yeah. That's For big. Sure. Um, this is so, okay. Let's talk because you threw down a whole bunch of knowledge there and I, I was taking notes and Lexi was taking notes and there's some big words. So I want to just <laughs> rein it in a little bit. Um, in let's just talk about, and I know you can give us like a simple, like eat these five foods, like as much as we wish that you could. Um, cause I really do secretly want you to just say, eat, eat some flax seed and smoothie and everything's okay. I do okay. have some simple steps. <laughs> okay. So what are your simple Yay, steps? Yeah, simple. So simple okay. for perimenopause, like how do we prepare now? So we're not yeah. like in the depths of yeah. it when it, cause it was, so now is when, right? Like eight to 10 years. Is that what you said? So when, yeah. yeah what is the average time yourself. people get? Typically, the average that you'll start to notice some of the changes is usually between 38 and 42. So now for me. So you're gonna, yeah. So you're going to start to just notice <laughs> right. some, some different things. And that's start to pay attention to your languaging. Things are different. I just feel different. This never used to happen. That's not normal for me. Like those types of things. And again, it can be challenging when you've just had a baby because yeah. they also change things a lot in us, yeah. on us right? All of that. Um, But okay, so step one for women, you need to make sure that you are eating enough and that you have stable blood sugar. If there is one thing you can do, please keep your blood sugar nice and stable. And so what does that that mean? Okay. So because, well, you do because you're running a company, you have little kids, you're probably like just grabbing little things on the go, (laughs) eating their leftovers, you know, Nikki was just like trying to chow down on some terra trips. Oh, actually, no, this is the truth. I literally came here before. Look at, do you hear this bag before this call? Yeah, that's in the mic. I know that's really annoying in the (laughs) microphone. No, I literally was like, fuck, I'm really hungry. I was on a call right before this and I didn't eat. And so I have a bag of taro chips here. That was my breakfast. This is shameful. Why am I even sharing this with you? No, this is real life. (laughs) Exactly. This is real life. This is is real life. So... You are so also good. in a phase and stage, which I remember so well. Um, and for me, the saving grace back then was I never made a single smoothie. I made a jug, like a margarita pitcher, but a smoothie. Good. <laughs> Smart. Like I like that. Margarita pitcher. Um, <laughs> I had to, and I had it, I had it in mason jars, like in the fridge. Cause I knew Ooh. I could just grab that and I could just chug and I could take mouthfuls. Um, yeah. Listen, there were some days where like I had a brick of goat cheese in the fridge that was mine that I just bit off. <laughs> like I was like. I, no, I actually actually had a spoonful of goat cheese as well as yeah. the chips this morning. Oh, you, almond butter on a spoon? I was oh, like, almond butter on yeah. a spoon's a go-to for me, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what is so, there in here? <laughs> it's going to be substantial and like ground me for a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So smoothies are going to be a really big one because in a smoothie, I can make sure that you are getting in 20 to 30 grams of protein, ample fat, fiber, some antioxidants, right? So like protein, fiber, fat, your carbohydrates. These are things that we need. What like breaks my heart is when I have moms who are, they have little ones and they're busy on the go and they're nursing and they're trying to do keto or low carb diet. And I'm like, you are plummeting your nervous system and your adrenals and your hormones as the days go on. You need to get some complex carbohydrates in your body. 
you embrace those root vegetables, like especially in those, you know, years after children. Yeah. So those chips winning. Sweet potato chips. So I'm doing the right thing by eating my sweet potato root chips. Perfect. That's the validation I needed. But things like that, and then understanding as well too. I mean, because of the population, I work with a lot of women who have autoimmune and that. So gluten is like virtually not part of any of our programs because we're, and we're teaching women not about becoming like Glutino's best customer. We want them to eat real food. Yeah. So it's like what naturally, so rice is fine to have and some of your non-glutinous grains. And if you're going to have pasta, just choose like a better quality company, um, those kind of things. So blood sugar stability, number one. Number two is the hydration, which is always why I do love the smoothies because I can hydrate mom and nourish her all at the same time, right? So yeah. we are natural multitaskers as women and we need to approach our nutrition with that same type of mentality. How can I create bang for buck in what I'm about to give myself right now? So it's like, you could do like a wrap with that almond butter and slice up apple or a banana in there, just roll that sucker together and you can one hand that while you're holding a child or pushing a stroller or doing whatever. Right. So things like that you want to think about. Um, The other thing is you need to make sure you do have a good quality baseline supplement because as a mom, you are going to like supplements never replace, but they're going, they're a bridge. They're going to help to support and supplement some of the things you may not get in. So depending on the stage that you're at, you might still be taking a really great quality prenatal. Okay. Mm-hmm. You magnesium is going to be really important for your nervous system and to help with good quality poops because mm-hmm. constipation is for real for women after they've had yeah. babies right? Things have been reorganized and and moved down there. Um, B vitamins are really important, methylated B vitamins to support for energy or vitamin D. And a good quality probiotic, what I would say, and omegas would be like the base. So it's like typically like a foundational five. Mm -hmm. The other thing is your sleep. Now there's nothing more annoying than when a mom gets told to sleep when the baby is sleeping. You like want to throttle people when they tell you that because you're like, you know what I have to do. (laughs) So this is where the boundaries come in because I would have been fine if I didn't get the call sheet this morning and it would have made me happier than you staying up until midnight. <laughs> so, Oh, that's so nice. Thanks. It was, it was just you. It was, it was a variety of, of <laughs> things, but yes, it was part of the whole, like, you know, just didn't get, didn't happen during the working hours yesterday. So. Yeah. And so, but here's the other thing, like, I, I was impressed when I got the call sheet from the level of like, I was like, wow, this is so organized. I host a podcast. I don't send that though. I'm just like, I get on the call with the person. I'm like, I'm, we're going to have an awesome chat today and we flow. So it's also, we can start to think about ways of like, how could I make it easier? And just like, I have this thing called the power pause I do for myself. I have things that I'm willing to take action on, things I'm going to delegate to other people, things I'm going to automate and things I'm just eliminating completely. And so you have to ask yourself too, ladies, like, and mom's listening, what is the power pause you need to create in your life? Where can you delegate? Like who else can do that? What can you automate? What can you never do again? And what are the, the leftover things that you need to take action on? Because we have to spark joy. It. It's like Marie Kondo in your life, kind of, right? Yeah, exactly. Spark joy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the final piece I want to talk about here is exercise. So what women tend to do as they get older and they're moving towards perimenopause is they're going to train harder, they're going to go more intense, and they're going to do it more often. Bad news. 
you do not want to do this. The As we age, we become more insulin resistant in the way that our body not just utilizes the food that we're bringing in, but also the way that we metabolically respond to exercise. And as our estrogen starts to decrease as we age, we want to be thinking about how to support that, but how to support our testosterone and how to support our human growth hormone. And how we do that is not excessive cardio. And, and everything being power-based, it's going to be strength training. It's going to be moving, in my opinion, based on your cycle or on the moon. So I love for women to do a combination of strength training where during times like their follicular phase and ovulation, you are picking up heavy things, moving them and putting them down. You've got barbell, free weights, you're, you're great. That profit of high estrogen and testosterone then is also making you stronger and more stable in your tendons and ligaments and joints. So you're less likely for injury. When you're in that luteal phase, this is when you want to love up on your Pilates, on your bar, on your kinesthetic movements. You really want to like integrate and engage those muscles in your body. And then coming into your menstruation, this is the winter. This is our fertile void. This is where we want to pull back. This is where you want to do gorgeous ball, yoga tune-up balls, mobility, walk, like just love on your body. Mm -hmm. And cardio for women, for me, I mean, look, I have a spin bike in my bedroom. Um, <laughs> Because the gym's it. closed and they can't teach on it. it anymore. But that is not, I'm, I go on it like twice a week on Peloton. I have a dance party for one by myself in my room. And that brings me joy, but I'm yeah. not killing myself. Mm -hmm. Cardio for women as you get older, you want to think lifts and miss. Low intensity, steady state and moderate intensity, steady state. And you also need to ask like, what is going to be cathartic and not leave me exhausted later and in non-stop recovery mode, get outside, be in nature, mm -hmm. go for a walk. I love that. Listen, miss. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I wish we could all do a retreat together. I want to do a retreat with you. Yes. Let's do that. <laughs> no, I'm literally, I'm like, oh my God, Jen, this is amazing. Like mm -hmm. this is, amazing. this is the next stage. Like I've also been teaching in this fitness industry now, my God, for 20 years. I know I've been following you for a long time. I've done <laughs> some of your classes. Yeah. So it's a long time. Right. And so, but, but this is, this is so important because, you know, I'm also dealing, especially with the structural stuff that can happen mm. postpartum with, you know, prolapse and, in you know, these issues of feeling like, why is my body not the way that it once was when I was 25 and I hadn't had children? And it can feel like changing the dialogue, I guess, is what I'm a long-winded way of saying what I'm trying to say is that, you know, it's not, it's just an evolution of your body, yeah. right? Like we don't, it's not that we're never going to go back to what it was like when I was sleeping nine hours a night and I didn't have children and I was 25, right? right. Like what kind of exercise is going to serve me here and now in a way that I'm not punishing my body, I'm not beating up my body, mm -hmm. these types of things, you know? Yeah. And I know, Lexi, we've talked about this before. Yeah. You were all about the insanity workouts insanity. and you switched it up this time postpartum and it was much better for you. It's been much better and it's much better mentally. Like I'm the same. I, I still need my Peloton. Like it just same brings me joy of like yeah. having the dance party, but I'm not, I don't, I actually don't even include my leaderboard anymore, which is very, very weird for me because I'm an incredibly competitive person, but yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't doing the right things for me or my body, like especially postpartum. And I used to be the high intensity classes, that was all I would do are those yeah. types of classes. And now I've completely flipped to Pilates, bell method, insert bell yeah. method. And it 
has transformed my body for yeah. the positive. Like I yeah. am, I bounce back better. I don't like the bounce back word, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. postpartum mm-hmm. better than I was pre pre kids, to be honest. Um, well, and I went through that same thing because my, um, and I know Vic used to train you. And so I, where my, I trained at was fit city. So Kelly Vic's sister was my director of fitness. And so I was teaching classes called insanity mm-hmm. and survivor. And oh God. oh God. Right? Like, yeah. How was, many burpees can you do? And I would have been in the front <laughs> row of your <laughs> class without a doubt there at whatever time going insane. Like, yeah. insane. But and I still actually work out there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But, she's and great. look at her transition. She is all about like the slow, controlled, you know, yeah. all of that now. And it's, we just, as we age as women, I think of it now of my trajectory of like, I've been teaching group exercise since I was 17 and I'm 41 now. And what I teach now- You do now, not look like you're 41. Get out of town. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, everyone Google Google right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I now, I work out for half the amount of time. I'm more intentional about how I'm moving when I'm moving. And I, I, te- I have an online studio called Synced and it's all, my whole entire series is based on your menstrual cycle. So you move in accordance to where your body is at. And if you don't have a cycle, I teach you how to sync this up to the lunar cycle, to the moon. And this is how I come home to my body now. It's mm-hmm. like that, that movement is so integral to where we actually say like, hey, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. And, and that's in our cells. And so I, you know, I really feel for women where they get to the point where they're so depleted that they're like, I can't work out anymore. And I'm like, you probably just can't work out how you used to anymore. Yeah, absolutely. I completely hear that. And it's, and it's a similar conversation as we had on our PMS episode and around, and this is the thing that I, I just still think women who are listening to this we don't follow like our cycle enough or put enough emphasis on it and what phase we're in. I didn't even know of like our phases Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I have learned so much about it, but to, to follow your workout program in sync with that and things like that as well makes so much sense. And I guess it's the results are both not just physically, like how we look, but it's how we feel and like the mental side of it. And I guess that linking with, our whole conversation on hormones and perimenopause is, is, is such a key component to helping yourself probably, I'm assuming, go into per- menopause more, probably gracefully wouldn't be the right word. Yeah, totally. it is. <laughs> is it? And, and is you it? know what? This is actually how you just framed that is actually a really beautiful segue into one of the final things I'll say, which is, you know, it is, I think it's an exciting time for young girls when they start to go into puberty because they are getting to actually learn and discover themselves. And you, it's so beautiful. Like you, you both each have a girl and a boy, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So same. And it's like to watch my daughter go through all the years and stages and like morph into this woman now and her like discover herself and go through that. This is what we get in perimenopause. And the other side of perimenopause is like, we are now the woman that we have been becoming all these decades. And now we get to fully embody her. So instead of listening to all these like horror stories of what it's going to feel like and what could go wrong, I, every day, I'm just like all the wonderful things that are coming my way that are going to go right. Mm -hmm. And like, now I get to step into the next, you know, half of my life where I'm steering the ship. 
I get to choose. I get to set these boundaries. I get to say yes and no. And I also get to do that to my body so that she can stay with me and feel really vital and well the whole time. I love that. What a positive way of thinking about it. Because we typically think mm-hmm. like it's just ingrained in our patriarchal society where it's like, oh, you know, you're 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 all used up, <laughs> you know, like now you're old. Like now, you know, exactly. and it's, it's a pervasive kind of like, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Oh, I totally do. And I remember again, when the kids were little and like, I mean, our youngest, he was in our bed with us, I swear to God, until he was like nine. Like, <laughs> And he would, I didn't even know he was there. Sometimes I would just wake up and there'd be like a tiny rib cage next to me or like feet in my face. Cause you know, they never sleep up and down. Mm-mm. And I, w- I just remember thinking like, I'm never going to sleep again. I'm never going to have any level of collagen back in my face. I'm never like, <laughs> are you me? Are we the same person? <laughs> we probably are just years apart. Um, yeah. I didn't have those kids where people like, oh, they just like sleep and eat and poop. And, and I, no, I didn't have those children. Mine were like they ready, exist? ready to rock <laughs> from day one. Like, <laughs> um, but you, so you do, you get to a point where now it's like, now I, I think of what my parents always used to say to us growing up, which is like the days are long, but the years are fast. Mm-hmm. Now my husband and I sit here in our forties and we look at our kids that are teens and I'm just like, where did that go? And why don't they want to hang out with us anymore? <laughs> like, <laughs> I can totally so see that. Does, <sighs> it gets different and you get your time back together and you get your time back for you. And, but don't think you have to wait until then. Like, these are those things where I wish I could have gone back to when I was a mom of them being like two and four and three and five and just in, in the thick of it and just like whispered in my own ear, like, you can do it now. You don't have to wait. Yeah. We are, we're gonna. I'm literally gonna email you and be like, "Hook me up with this Dutch, Dutch chest," yeah. and then maybe we'll do like a whole episode on that because this is. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna do it too. Like 100. Yeah. percent well, why I don't need, we do I that? We this. can do it for both of you, and then we can actually, um, yeah, we can go through. Let's your talk about results. like our results and what, mm-hmm. like, what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so excited. This has been amazing, and and a wealth of knowledge. So. So obviously you have so much information on your website. Tell us just now where people can reach you. And we're going to put a ton of, of resources in our show notes as well. Yeah. So uh, the best place on Instagram, that's where I, I spend time. Um, so Jen Pike, it's Jen with two N's. And then my website is jenpike.com. And then I have a podcast, The Simplicity Sessions. And we talk about this type of stuff and, and so much more. Just really, honestly, everything to do with women's health, hormones, business, lifestyle, all of that. Awesome. So great. Thank you so much. And for, yeah, your empowerment of women and their boundaries and all of that is just like, oh, it's so awesome. I need, I'm, I need to incorporate this in my life. We we both need it. We really need it. Yeah. It was a good way to start the long weekend, right? Really is. For having me on. It's been a really fun conversation. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at WeGoTherePodcast and check out WeGoTherePodcast.com for more info.